When I was just a kid in grade school, my parents gave me for Christmas one year a children's spiral-bound interactive science book. The best part, I remember, was the middle section with the large see-through diagrams of the various systems of the human body, the circulatory, the nervous, the endocrine, digestive, etc. As you flip the pages, the image on the left began to flesh out into a full-blown human being. The process of discovery through clear visual aids gave me an incentive to study the science behind what I was seeing. I think the same can be said about our faith. Take, for example, the fact that we are now gathered in a space which is stripped of its usual ornaments, the altar completely bare, the tabernacle flung open like a house that has just been broken into, the liturgy resembling a layered picture gives us a range of visual aids by which our minds can penetrate deeper into the mysteries which we celebrate. She guides us like the flame of the paschal candle through the darkness of an empty church, casting her light upon the hidden walls and crevices. Tomorrow night at the Easter vigil, the sense of devastation will take on a new meaning as we follow Christ into the halls of death. There he will preach to the souls in prison through the proclamation of the word, recounting the whole of salvation history. Right now, we are, as it were, in media res, not only because it is officially the midpoint of the sacred triduum, but because we ourselves are now among those to whom Christ appears in hell. Like them, he reveals himself to us through the spiritual interpretation of the scriptures. As it happens, the key to understanding Jesus' passion, death, and resurrection lies in the long and dramatic history of Israel as recounted in the 1,074 chapters of the Old Testament. Those who died before the Incarnation were able to recognize the promised Messiah precisely because of their prior knowledge and experience with the prophets and the law. St. Jerome once said, Ignorance of Scripture is ignorance of Christ. Likewise, St. Irenaeus of Lyon speaks of the canon of Scripture as a mosaic in which the gems or tiles form the portrait of a king, that is, Christ crucified and resurrected. Like the translucent diagrams from my science book, our reading of Jesus crucified, as foreshadowed in the Old Testament, slowly reveals God's salvific plan for us, layer by layer. In keeping with this metaphor, let a few examples from Scripture suffice to fill in this rough outline of our Savior's identity. For instance, in the Law of Moses, God prescribed that animals sacrificed were to be ritually killed on the north side of the altar. In Jerusalem, we know that the traditional place of crucifixion, or Golgotha, as it's mentioned in the Gospels, is in continuation with the same mount where the temple stood, on the north side. The lambs that were slaughtered during the Feast of Passover thus signified the ultimate sacrifice of Jesus upon the gibbet of the cross. 
In the book of Numbers, we find the redeeming quality of Jesus' sacrifice foreshadowed by Moses when, ordered by God, he erected a brazen serpent on a pole. Anyone being struck with, with snakebite who looked upon this graven image was immediately healed. Just as through the cunning of a serpent in the Garden of Eden, the devil, death entered the world, so it was by means of a serpent that eternal life should be given to those who received it. Jesus crucified, being compared to a snake mounted on a pole, represents his conquering sin in his own body, which St. Paul says he assumed in the likeness of sinful flesh. This demonstrates a very important principle. It's called recapitulation. In other words, Christ reverses the effects of the fall by fulfilling in his own person the signs and types of the old law. Another illustration of this principle is seen in the book of Genesis. Jesus, the firstborn, the only begotten of the Father, is prefigured in the person of Isaac, who, out of loving obedience, offers himself to be sacrificed at the hands of his father. These few examples I have just given are only but a small portion of the entire canon of Scripture. The rest will be for us to mull over in prayerful meditation. What we will find is that God continues to speak to us through his living and effective word. As we become familiar with the scriptures and their spiritual interpretation, the Christ mosaic begins to form itself. Each tile, each hidden gem, reveals a single facet of God's infinite wisdom. If then we keep all of this in mind, the desolate atmosphere of the church suddenly appears less menacing. It not only signifies the barrenness of the tomb, it is also an invitation to look deeper through the eyes of faith into the mystery of our redemption. Lest it be said to us through the prophet Isaiah, they are ignorant, neither do they understand. Their eyes are bedaubed, they cannot see, and their hearts that they cannot understand. Let us renew our effort to follow Christ crucified and strengthen our knowledge of him. <laughs>